Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. I'm delighted to have Joe Parry Geddes, Associate and Conservation Architect with Mill Architects, back on Let's Talk. Morning, Joe. Morning, Gillian. Apologise now for a bit of a sniffle. I feel <laughs> fine. It's not COVID, but um, yeah, it's sounding very nasally. But let's crack on. Now, you featured on the podcast two years ago to talk about the new proposals and procedures regarding Scottish tenement maintenance. But today, though, I thought we could cover frequently asked questions from landlords regarding housing standards and repairs as well in the private rented sector. Sure. As we know the PRS. Yeah. So when it comes to properties in the PRS, is there a minimum standard? And if so... Who's responsible for setting it? All houses must meet the tolerable standard, Gillian, and a house that is below tolerable standard is not acceptable as a living accommodation. Local authorities have a statutory duty to ensure that any house in their area which doesn't meet the tolerable standard is closed, demolished, or brought up to a standard within a reasonable period. In order to bring houses up to standard, the local authority has the power to issue a work notice or a dangerous notice, there's different kinds of notices that can be served depending on the situation, which would require all the owners to carry out repairs that are needed. Okay, so in other words, a local authority can serve a landlord notice to improve the standard of their property? Yes, under the Housing Scotland Act 2006, all local authorities in Scotland can issue work notices and maintenance orders. Under the Building Scotland Act 2003, local authorities can issue dangerous and defective building notices. Uh, So, for example, if some stone was falling from the front of your building and it was deemed to be dangerous, uh, your local council could issue you with a dangerous notice and you would have a mandatory obligation to make sure the building becomes safe again. So, local authorities can also require owners to carry out work under environmental health legislations as well. Well, what if the work requested is considerable, such as a large roof repair and the landlord doesn't have the funds at the time? Is there help available? That is quite a big question. First of all, if you're living in a tenement block, then all of the owners are responsible for the repairs together. So it's not just the landlord or the person who owns the flat or is renting the flat. It is the owner of every single flat within the block who is deemed to be responsible for those repairs. Different councils have different services. Um, Edinburgh's uh, local council service has developed into shared repairs service, which is a really, really good service. They've assessed what really people need the most help with in terms of getting a project off the ground, um, if there's any funding that is available, uh, and they offer advice. A recent thing that they've just started is um, offering to do conditional reports of buildings. Uh, whereby one of their building surveyors will come round to the property, assess everything, all the fabric, the stone, the roof works, the chimneys, and provide that to the owner so that they've got a starter for 10 to then move forward. Now, there is funding available if you live in certain areas. So, example, if you live in Edinburgh, you could have funding through Edinburgh World Heritage if you lived within their postcode or street area or what have you. In Glasgow City Heritage Trust, 
uh, they c cover a, a much greater area of Glasgow and there's different funding. There's different funding through Perth and Kinross Council at, at the moment as well. So every different council has different funding options. Um, and it really does depend for you to get in contact with the council, find out um, what, what their policy is and if you meet the criteria for it. Okay. Um, but overall, it, it shouldn't be the case that landlords wait until a notice is served because, I mean, they really have a duty to ensure that any necessary work to the property is carried out. So are there any organisations that can advise any landlords that are uncertain, you know, how to ensure the property is of good standard for tenants? Okay, so basically the responsibility for carrying out the work, as we've said before, rests with the owners. Uh, but all local authorities have broad powers to address housing disrepair and assist owners under the Housing Act, although the use of these powers is discretionary um, and is subject to local priorities and budgets. And to be honest with you, every council I'm finding at the moment throughout Scotland is, um, is different. They, they, they offer different services, different help, uh, different levels of grant funding. Um, some uh, councils or heritage bodies actually within Scotland are carrying out MOT pilot schemes uh, whereby they actually have building surveyors go around, do these reports that I've been talking about and then actually implement it um, and organise it for the owners. Uh, but that is not the norm, it's very much the owner's responsibility to look after the works themselves. There's lots of different websites out there that can help but I think my main piece of advice would be if you're unsure of the condition of your building, you're unsure of your responsibilities, then appoint somebody uh, such as a professional advisor, a professional architect or building surveyor who has experience in existing buildings, traditional buildings, etc. Uh, because they know the process and you, they can start you off on the right path and they can direct you to the right information. So what if the landlord has a listed or historic building where the repairs require certain consents? So where can they go for help and advice in this scenario? Okay, so this is, this is, this is the same thing in terms yeah. of uh, appointing someone who uh, can help, who actually has you know, an understanding of the, the construction processes, applications, the industry, what have you. Generally, if you are doing a fabric repair to a building, so you're stripping a roof and reslating it with the same type of slates. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need a consent for that if it was listed. Um, if you're maybe taking down a render and brick chimney or a stone chimney actually and re wanting to rebuild it in render and brick but it's listed, then you wouldn't get away with that. You would have to apply yeah. for planning or listed building. So it's very much about gathering that information at the start so that you know what you're allowed to do and what you're not in terms of consents. Right. Well, let's talk about repairs to common parts, you know, as in areas of buildings where there is common ownership. First of all, I mean, many owners can be confused as to what areas they are responsible for. What's the best way to find out what a property owner is accountable for? Okay, so you can find out through your, through your title deeds. Um, as it, it, I found in my experience that different owners associations do different things. So some will have a right old Barney over what says what and what, whose deed. And uh, another block of 12 will just decide to divide the share of the cost evenly. It all depends as well uh, to do with the floor area of your flat. So someone who lives in a one bedroom basement flat may not want to spend the same amount 
as someone who lives in a four-bedroom top-storey flat. So deeds can be very confusing. They tend not to cover um, every element, so they tend to miss things out. Um, but you can ha ha get a copy of your title deeds from either your solicitor um, or it can be obtained from the Registers of Scotland. Um, and also your solicitor or the Citizens Advice Bureau can give more information on what title deeds actually mean. Yeah, because what though if they, if they then obtain the deeds but they're unclear as to who is responsible? Right, so if that's unclear and that is the majority of the case, because basically, Gosh. generally, I've worked on buildings where um, owners think that they don't own the walls because the deeds, you know, don't mention the walls or the stone or whatever. Yeah. So it does get silly. But if we're all being sensible about this, um, the tenement management scheme provides a structure for the maintenance and management of a tenement. Um, it includes provision for majority decision making on a range of issues, including repairs. So that's all um, under the Tenement Act, basically. So yes. that is covered by law. Well, we talked about this in detail in the previous podcast with yourself, but you know, let, let's touch on it again as it's extremely relevant and it is a frequently asked question that we get. Um, given the demise of statutory notices, how does a landlord organise a common repair now and, and what happens if some owners uh, refuse to actually help with the repair? Yeah, this is obviously a difficult issue and unfortunately it does tend to fall down on one person within the block to try and arrange everything themselves, which is really, really difficult. Edinburgh Council have been working really hard to develop an app that I mentioned previously, but this has now gone live. It's called the Novaville app. If you Google it, you will get information on it. You can download it for free. And um, Edinburgh Council, there's also a really good link on their website to it, which tells you how many people have used it, what the benefits are. In essence, all the owners' uh, contact details are on this app. You can message each other through this app. You can pay your architect or your contractor through this app because at the moment, the majority of banks, you have to go and get a cheque and have two signatures and it can be, you know, obviously quite time consuming. Yeah. So, so that's the, you just repeat the... So that's the Novaville okay. Tenement app that you can download for free. Okay. We talked about Under One Roof previously as well, which yeah. continues to be a fantastic service. Um, and... It, it really kind of details out individual scenarios, questions, problems, what have you. Um, what happens if there's an absentee landlord then? How does one go about locating the person? Um, right, so this is what's coming into play more and more in the councils, and it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. It's called the Missing Shares Act. Uh, Edinburgh Council uh, have this implemented. So basically you've got 12 people in a block, one you cannot find, and this is very, very common, um, there, there, there is either Airbnb or, you know, they just don't want to be responsible for repairs or what have you, or maybe they genuinely can't afford to do it and it's a real problem They're, and they are just going to have to miss their share. So the council, um, you can apply to the council for a missing share. Uh, they will pay that for that person's share and then their debt is with that individual and not the group of owners. Okay. They have just launched this in Perth. This is a big thing in Perth. I'm doing a, a seminar up there in about six weeks' time in the, in the library, a, a tenement repair and maintenance event, uh, where we're actually going to have Novaville there to talk about 
um, these issues, uh, and under one roof actually, um, but they have just launched this Missing Shares Act, which they believe will make quite um, a big difference to, to just getting a project off the ground. Well, what are some, some of the flats within the tenement are owned by housing associations? So housing associations have the same rights and responsibilities as other owners. If they own a majority of flats and the tenement management scheme applies, they can insist that other owners contribute to the cost of work to repair and maintain common parts. Housing associations are not responsible for meeting other owners shared of the cost. So I would basically look at a flat which is owned by a housing association just as, as another individual owner. If they own four out of a 12 block of flats, then they own four of the flats. The other people are still involved in the repair and responsible for it. Ultimately, it's, it's irrelevant to the actual overall repair of the block. Well, let's look at properties where repairs and maintenance are managed sorry, by a factoring service. Because we've had landlords who've been concerned about the services provided by their factor. What advice would you give in this situation? Factors are a difficult one, Gillian. You know, in Glasgow, everything's factored. Everything's factored. So what's brilliant about factoring is that you get everyone's details. So you know who, who, who's in the block. You've got a bank account set up you pay the factor. So if you've already got a bank account set up, then you can, you know, pay your, your, your share towards repairs. In the past where I've done a uh, multiple ownership tenement repairs, uh, the factor has just um, paid us uh, for our fees and then paid the contractor, which has made things hugely, hugely easier. In Edinburgh, factoring doesn't exist that much. I would say that some people think that factors should be able to identify defects within buildings, such as chimneys or stonework or windows or mastic failing or whatever. But generally factors, in my experience, look after the common door or the carpeting in the stair or the washing of the stair close or what have you. They're not building surveyors. They're not accredited surveyors or architects. They don't genuinely know what they're looking for in a traditional building. So I think it's probably slightly unfair that they get this big, broad brush. Um, anyone providing a factoring service, though, for private owners is required to comply with their code of conduct prepared by Scottish ministers. And there is a new route of redress for homeowners who are unhappy with the services provided by their property factor. So I guess it's just a matter of understanding what it is you're paying them to actually do and what a factor actually means. Um, I think we talked about this previously, Gillian, but um, there are certain motions in Parliament at, at the moment yeah. um, about, about making certain things law. Uh, one of them is to have a quinquennial inspection carried out every five years. That's a really detailed inspection of your tenement. Um, if, say, a factor was to have that kind of information in front of them, then obviously they would be able to implement repairs, <coughs> understand when they needed uh, to have certain things dealt with and planned for. So until um, this formation in Parliament comes to fruition, uh, we've got the preparing the quinquennial inspections, we've got the creating an owners association, and we've got the compulsory reserve funds, which involves um, homeowners putting money into an account every month. And you know, Gillian, in Europe, this is just standard. They just do this. There's been loads of case studies everywhere. Um, 
outside this country of how the best way is to deal with it. And they seem to have a system that works really, really well. We've All our cities have been stuck in their own different systems and now it's really difficult to get out of that system. But like how you just service your boiler because you have to, or your MOT, your car, we need to change people's mindsets into the fact that they need to service and look after their building and for that to be a mandatory obligation. Yeah, because otherwise it just becomes more costly, is it? Well, exa exactly. And at the end of the day, if, if a slate or a bit of stone falls and lands on somebody yeah. and injures them or injures a car or whatever, it's that block of owners who are responsible and liable for that. All joint owners in the block should have joint buildings insurance. And I think it, I've, I've, I've never come across a, a block to actually have joint buildings insurance, and that's mandatory, you know. So a lot of this is about getting information out there to people so that they understand what their legal duties are uh, and also taking pride in where they live. Thanks, Joe. That's been brilliant and um, really helpful. So it's questions that we get asked regularly. So any final guidance to landlords regarding housing standards and repairs? Well, I think just generally it's a matter of trying to find out the information that you need. Google is a great thing. The Under One Roof um, website is fantastic. The Edinburgh Council Shared Repairs website is fantastic and there are generally events now we're actually allowed to see each other in yeah. person Jillian. so there, there are live events again so we we are sponsoring a tenement maintenance and repair event up in perth um in the next six weeks and i'm also hosting uh, the webinar i'm the guest speaker of the webinar for espc uh, and I think that's in May, Gillian. We'll need to check the dates for that. Super. But that I will then basically be going over what to look out for, how to repair your building, what your responsibilities are. Um, but in general, you know, if anyone's got any questions, if anyone needs any help, I'm happy to answer any queries. Great. So please just get in touch. Thank you, Joe. And I'll ensure that all these details of the events that you mentioned and also your contact details are included in the blog on our news page for this podcast. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, Gillian. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk. Thank you.